This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Marketing Jam is brought to you by Cyber Impact, the email marketing platform made specifically for Canadian small businesses. Go to cyberimpact.com forward slash jelly, create a free account, and start sending Castle compliant promotional emails in just a few clicks. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. We want to welcome you to the Marketing Jam Show. We're really excited today to have Neil Patel with us, uh, coming at us here on the screen. He taught us a new feature today for our show. You're going to notice that both of our backgrounds are blurred. So uh, Microsoft Skype allows you to blur your background. So if you have problems with weird stuff behind you while you're Skyping, there's a trick. If you just hover over the camera icon, you can touch the button that says blur my background. Thanks to Neil Patel. Uh, one of many tips and pieces of advice that Neil gives away for free. Um, Neil, I uh, have got to say I'm so excited for today. Our team is excited to be interviewing you today because you uh, just, you know, you're probably known for many things, but one of the reputations you are known for at Jelly is giving away ideas and information and just being so generous with tips and tricks. So uh, what led you to that? What made you to be such a generous giving person of information and ideas? Yeah, so what I ended up learning over the years is if you help people, you know, things just work out. Think of it like as karma. And when I started out, people were helping me for free, mm -hmm. helped me get established, live the land, figure out what works, what doesn't work. And then from there, I'm just like, you know what, why not just do the same thing and help other people out? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I would be lying if I said it was all good intentions. When I first started out, I didn't have money to spend on paid advertising. I was giving away information, aka blogging, because I wanted to generate more traffic and leads. Mm -hmm. Tell me about maybe your first experience with a, a mentor who came into your life and what that was like to, to have someone pour into you. Yeah, it, it was just really helpful, like getting that advice and that feedback anytime I ran into issues or problems. It's great, you know, nothing better than that. It's, and people that are. You know who's done what you are going through, yeah. just makes life a lot easier. And people that are listening and watching this, how do you get them to mentor you? What do you how do you how do you, you know, coerce them to to be your mentor? It, it, it's really weird. A lot of people are like, oh, I want a mentor. Let me go hit people up. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. You build relationships with people. It's your friends, your you know business colleagues. Those are the people who are going to mentor you. And a lot of it has to be mutual, in which you have to give them advice. You have to help them out. Um, if that's not the case, you can always join groups like Entrepreneurs Organization. So there's a lot of places like that where you can get the mentorship and give it as well. Mm -hmm. And where are you finding mentorship right now? Does it look like peers or books or authors or, or, or are you a member of EO? I'm not a member of EO. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of everything. So conferences, events, peer circle, um, reading. I read a ton. So mm -hmm. all of that combined. Cool. Now, I watch a lot you... of videos. It's okay. like, you know, people shower. They're just like, oh, what do you do while you're showering? Some people yeah. think, some people brush. I turn on YouTube videos. So then I'll listen in the background so I can hear like Ray Dalio talk about the economy or I can hear about Warren Buffett's investments philosophies, you know, oh. or I may even listen to some other marketing videos from my competitors. Mm -hmm. Like I'm constantly learning whenever I have the opportunity. That's cool. And so, so you basically got Warren in the shower with you and you're learning. So he's mentoring you while you're showering. You, and it probably can't be too steamy of a shower because you don't want to get your computer all steamed well, up. The, the hopefully your bathroom has a fan, right? To take yeah. out the steam. Brilliant. 
sounds so, a little uh, bit creepy, but it's a great way to get free mentorship and help because it's all about efficiency as well. You're not going to sit down during your workday and be like, let me listen to the tape from Warren Buffett. You're taking a shower. You're not doing shit anyways. Yep. So might as well listen to that advice from Warren Buffett or whoever it may be. It's not all relevant, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a numbers game. Like I listened to a video recording while I was taking a shower a week or two ago from Vinod Khosla, who is the founder of Sun Microsystems, now Khosla Ventures, and he did really well, right? He's a billionaire. Uh, and some people love him, some people hate him because he also blocked off a whole street and made it a private beach or something like that because he oh, could. Right. I think eventually he reopened it. Uh, nice guy though. Um, I don't know him, but it was a really interesting conflict. He was talking about how people don't give enough equity away to the others who work with them. And he had a really good team at Sun Microsystems from the people who eventually created Autodesk. They were early on in Sun Microsystems. Eric Schmidt was an early employee of Sun Microsystems. He ended up becoming a Nortel, I believe was a CEO. And then he was also the CEO of, uh, Google, right? Yep. And he had a lot of other people who went on to make billions of dollars, and he wouldn't have built Sun without them. So he gave them really good equity. It's not just about what do you own in the company. It's about how big can it be, and do you have the right people. It was just a really interesting concept. And, uh, yeah, I learned that while taking a shower. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a iOS or an Android guy? iOS. iOS. And, and what are your favorite apps? Like, What are the apps you're using on the daily that you'd, you'd recommend or that you just can't live without? Uber, okay. Uber Eats, yep. Postmates. I prefer Uber Eats. Postmates is more expensive. Um, Gmail. Yeah. Uh, I think that's mainly it. Okay. And and Gmail. Are you with the new feature on Gmail where it writes email responses for you? Do you take advantage of that very often, or do you write all your own emails back? I, I haven't seen anything that writes emails for you. It'll give you responses, like you yeah, push a button and like, yeah. you like a send. I use that probably 5% of the time. Okay. And I do like a- when I'm typing on the computer, it tries to pre-fill my sentences. That I probably use like 10, 15% of the time. Okay. And are you, a, do you let Gmail push emails to you or do you let you go into emails when it's time to check your email? Uh, I go into emails whenever it's time to check them, yeah. but I go probably like, 20, 30 times an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I get a lot of emails. I get like over a thousand a day. Wow. And are you responding to them on the daily or what's your email strategy as a business owner? Yeah. I, I make sure before I go to sleep, they're all read and responded to. Okay. That's incredible. And, and why do you like that? Why, you know, a lot of people can get away with, you know, the mentally spending a week without before they respond or two weeks. I'm OCD. Okay. Okay. So there's something wrong with my mental chemistry that won't let me go to sleep until my emails are done. Okay. You like That's that like little a, image of the vacation? I, yeah, I can do the vacation. I have to have it like clean. It's just, I, I don't know what it is. It's just like I can't walk to the airport with, uh, with my socks touching the ground. I have to put on booties over them. So okay. I'm just a little bit more unique in other ways. Um, and one of my flaws is if it's not done, I have a hard time going to sleep. Uh, do you love uh, the Gmail app when it shows a little person resting on a lounge chair? That little image there when you get a bound inbox zero? I don't have that. I'm at oh. inbox zero. I still don't have that. Oh, okay. We got to get, get you that. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm on the corporate version. Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
What about, what about books? What's like like three essential books someone in marketing and in agency life should be reading today or, or should have read by now? Uh, repeat the question. Books three, read. Three, what are three books that are, are essential for someone in marketing to read? Don't make me think. You know, basic fundamentals of marketing. Uh, I believe it's one. Another one's twenty-two or twenty-seven or twenty-something immutable laws of marketing. That one's another good one. And in marketing, you know, there is a huge component of testing. Uh, and I would read a book by Seth Godin called The Dip. I know it's okay. not about marketing, but it's about entrepreneurship, when to stick, when to quit. Uh, you can take some of those concepts and relate it to marketing. That's awesome. Most people will probably read The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just good awesome. as well. And what about podcasts? Do you subscribe to any or that you'd recommend to people? I have mine, Marketing School. Uh, I don't yeah. really listen to too many podcasts. I'm more of a like uh, listen to YouTube and interviews. Like I love the interview series from like Business Insider or Bloomberg or Recode or some of those TED Talks. TED Talks not so much, um, although TED is great. It's just you know I prefer like the Business Insider, CNBC interviews or Bloomberg ones on YouTube. So tell me about what you're up to today. Like what I know back in the day, I was a huge uh, you know user of Kiss Metrics, which is so cool to to know that you were you know founder of that, and we use it a lot at the agency I worked at. And today, though, you know you've got a, a rich history of starting things and doing things. What's a, a week look like for you? Where are your hands? Where are you still involved? Yeah, so I spend all my time on my ad agency, Neil Patel Digital, uh, where we help large companies grow faster. We have a NPXL, which is our SMB division. Yeah. And then uh, I have a marketing tool called Ubersuggest that I spend a ton of time on. And I'm just trying to create the ultimate marketing tool and release what people are charging for for free. It's really cool. And all the companies that you've birthed over the years, you know, Crazy Egg and you know, Kissmetrics, do you keep tabs on them and keep involved in those at all? Crazy Egg's still doing well. I, I'm still an owner in it. Uh, Kissmetrics... Not so much. Uh, they're not doing well. And I ended up buying out the domain from them, kissmetrics.com. I wrote a blog post, so I got it for 500 grand. I'm like, they're getting good traffic. So I bought that, merged it into neilpatel.com. Uh, yeah, still keep track of all the old projects. So, like, Crazy Egg has a CEO who runs it, but it's still doing all right and growing. It's really cool. And as far as like time spent on making all your YouTube videos and your LinkedIn videos, what does that look like if someone's like, I want to be the next Neil Patel or I want to emulate him? What does How that look like, the commitment? I need to create my LinkedIn videos or YouTube videos. How long would I think it took? Yeah, how long? Okay, take a guess. I'm going to say each video you're recording, you're going to commit per video at least 20 minutes per video, but then if someone needs to edit it, someone needs to still post it. So whether you're doing them all in one go or you're spacing them out, that's what I'm doing. Can, I can record 15 in less than two hours. You can do 15 in less than two hours. That's awesome, man. So are you setting aside every week? Are you doing a block of 15 new videos? No, no, no. I only publish three videos a week, so I don't have to do that many. Um, but what I do is I will just go on, you know, uh, into the studio, record for two hours, and then I'm done for the month. That's awesome, man. It's very cool. And then are you writing the scripts ahead of time? And uh, Someone else edits and posts them up. I don't have to do any of that. Um, podcasting probably takes me three, four hours max a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then who's, are you writing them as well and doing the research or you got a team that's helping you with all the content? 
there. Video? Yeah, and video and the podcast. No, someone just comes up with titles and I do the rest. I don't have scripts or anything. There's nothing rehearsed. I just talk. One take. It's very cool. Very cool. And now here's a question. Have you ever looked at doing a, like a mashup or a team up with Rand, being that fat fishkin because you're both from the Seattle area? You ever meet up for a Starbucks or hang nah. out by the gum wall? No. <laughs> it's Seattle's, there's so many tech people in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, he's working on his new project. I'm working on my own stuff. My yeah. stuff is probably competitive to Moz, which is his old company. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bill's down the road too, right? He's hanging out in Seattle, Bill Gates. So you might run into him. They never ran into him, but yeah, he definitely lives in Seattle. He lives in Medina, yeah, which okay. is right across the pond. Cool. I remember I visited Seattle for a conference, and it was at Microsoft, and it was uh, they had a huge Xbox display, and I was like, and there was an Xbox testing facility on campus. I just thought that was the neatest thing, right in your backyard. Yeah, Xbox was, used to do really well. They've been declining, I think, okay. over the last few years, but yeah. That's cool. Now, what are some of the trends that you're seeing coming up in this next year for in marketing? Like things that people should be watching or monitoring or, or, or keeping tabs on? Sure. So one, it's all moving to voice search. 50% of the searches by 2020 will be voice search according to Comscore. Not too many people are optimizing for it because it's not sexy, but eh, it's going to happen. Two, uh, SEO and search and marketing is going to move to brand awareness. Facebook is worried about face news. They want to promote brands more. Google is worried about crap content. They want to promote brands more. So building a brand is important. Um, I think marketing is moving to omni-channel approach. There's, marketing is expensive. It's competitive. People raise money mainly for marketing now and sales. It doesn't cost that much to build a product or service. So marketing is genuinely moving to an omni-channel approach these days from what we're seeing. Can you expand on what you said about SEO and, and what does that mean, what people should be doing for SEO? Sure. So from an SEO standpoint, uh, a, lot, a lot of things that they could be doing, um, but building a brand, creating good content, videos, podcasts, product service, all that helps with branding. Get people back to your site multiple times. So use tools like HelloBar, Subscribers, MailChimp, whatever you want. Uh, get people back to your site multiple times. They say in marketing rule of seven, someone seems to see your brand, identify it, relate to it seven times before you know, uh, they convert or they purchase or they become a follower. So keep getting people back. You need to participate on the social web. That helps a lot with SEO. You need to update your content often. Now there's over a billion blogs. That's roughly one for every seven people. Too, much, too many content, pieces of content out there, too many blogs. So those who update their content, their old piece of content, it helps them keep their rankings. Hmm. That's great. What's the kind of biggest shock that you see that people are not doing today when you when you meet a business or you meet a small to medium business or a large one? What are you like so blown away? Like, why have you not been doing this? Um, I don't really see one thing on like why they don't just do this. I see people messing up on a lot of little things that add up. Okay, okay. And as far as um, kind of the biggest urgencies that you're seeing from brands, what are you hearing or what are the trends that you're seeing from the brand side outside of? Uh, trends from the marketing side? What are brands asking for? What are they looking for? Yeah, what brands are asking for, what are they looking for? Oof. I, 
it really ranges because each vertical is different, right? Like mm -hmm. a brand in the shoe industry is looking for something that's totally different than a brand in the mm -hmm. B2B sector. Mm -hmm. And does your agency specialize in any verticals or do you kind of have a pretty broad range? We do broad stuff. We do all verticals. Uh, yeah. We just more so do bigger businesses. But yeah, in general, like the big thing that we're seeing right now is out of everything, everyone is moving to omni-channel right now. And not just in the U.S., globally. Mm -hmm. It used to be where you create a company and you're just like, yeah, I want some traffic from Google, get some customers in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Now everyone's all about global expansion. It is like mm -hmm. the thing to do. How can you go to India, mm -hmm. Brazil, all these regions before they blow up and spend a ton of money? That is where there's a shit ton of money to be made. And for those that maybe don't use the term omni-channel very much or don't understand it, could you describe it in, in kind of terms that yeah. people get it? Think of marketing as a multiple channels. You can't just use SEO. Businesses were built before on one channel. Facebook, what do you think their main channel was when they first started? Uh, if you had, like how, how Facebook referral. was okay. Yeah, a referral, yeah. right? So Facebook yeah. would you sign up and buy all your friends from your address. That's how mm -hmm. they blew up. Uh, Dropbox. Similar referral program. Quinn Street was a multi-billion dollar company or a billion plus. Uh, SEO, you know, uh, TripAdvisor, Expedia, a lot of these guys, just SEO or pay-per-click. Now you got to leverage social media marketing, SEO, content marketing, you know, banner advertising. You got to do everything, remarketing, push notifications, email marketing. The space is just too competitive. You got to leverage all the channels to do well now. Okay. So whereas before, would you say you could focus on one or two channels, but now you've got to focus on like 10 to 20, would you say? That'd be a good way to describe Omni? All the major ones, yes. Okay. And where do you see the marriage between like traditional marketing, like out of home, newspaper, radio, and digital? Uh, wait, re repeat the question again? Yeah, yeah. Where do you see where there can be good marriages, like good working together between digital and traditional marketing? Uh, you can end up doing campaigns like on newspapers saying like go here and yeah. put in a unique URL but I don't really see that as a good marriage where I see the good marriages you just blanket everything from offline to online so with Expedia we ended up doing an experiment or they more so did an experiment I was there to see the results when they ran television banner uh, mm -hmm. billboards whatever you want to call offline media Mm -hmm. Their pay-per-click costs started going down, in many cases by 20%, which adds up sometimes 10, sometimes 20, sometimes 25, 30, a really range, depending on how hard they push offline. But everyone already knew Expedia, but they found that just by keeping your brand top of mind, everything, the conversions through everything just started going up. And when we talk about omni-channel, the one specific channel being like PR or earned media, what do you see earned media's role in this coming year and, and the importance of it? Yeah, I, I think it's great. You know, we have a earned media department in my agency. Mm -hmm. uh, have an awesome VP of earned media and good team as well. But content, SEO, all that kind of stuff is really important, right? And when you look at that kind of stuff, if you provide amazing value, you're going to get the traffic. People are just too lazy to create the value. Awesome. And as far as maybe brands that are listening, uh, what kind of brands do you serve and, and you know, your agency? Who, what would be a good fit for brands that are like, man, I should reach out to Neil Patel's agency because I think he could help us? Anyone. We're really upfront. We analyze the business first and we just tell you if we can help or not. You got to be at somewhat already have revenue. Like if you're under 10 million in revenue, it's really hard for us to help you because the ROI isn't there. 
But the moment you start crossing into the eight figures, we'll analyze a business and figure out if we can provide a good ROI. Okay. And then how do you differentiate between your putting them into the small to medium business box versus your, your large agency box? Uh, typically anyone under 10 million is in our SMB agency, NPXL, yeah. anyone uh, above 10 million potentially in Neil Patel Digital. reason I say potentially because even if you have the revenue, I'll be honest, sometimes we can't help people. Sometimes we won't be able to help them hit the numbers. Or sometimes the market's too new and yeah, we can create the content, we can get the traffic but we know it won't convert. We'd rather just be upfront with someone. I had someone who was a manufacturer in China who creates eyeglasses, and they're just like, I want to be big in the US. Mm -hmm. I want to get companies to buy their eyeglasses from me. And the volume and all that kind of stuff just wasn't there. They would be yeah. better off making phone calls and doing biz dev deals with all the people yeah. who produce majority of the or sell majority of the glasses, and they can be the back end and produce them. And that was their business model, they didn't do the phone sales, but their business model was, how can we get all these potential leads online? They didn't want to sell one glass. They wanted someone to buy like a million glasses from a year. And I'm like, you're not going to get those leads from this. You're better off doing business development or doing cold outreach. Mm -hmm. And they had the budget. They offered us over $100,000 a month, so $1.2 million contract. Mm. It's not a right fit. I don't want to take money for the sake of it. I want to make sure we can really provide value and help. So how would you, you know, for advice you would give a brand coming to like an agency like yours or others, what are the best questions they can be asking or what's the best ways to evaluate if it's a right fit? Neither. Okay. The agency should be able to look at your business, ask you the questions, yeah. analyze your business, dissect yeah. it and tell you and propose a plan on how you're going to grow faster. Either you'll like the plan and you believe yeah. in the people or you won't. If you won't, don't, don't go with them. If you like it, go with them. You shouldn't have to do the heavy lifting. You're the paying customer. You should even have to pay for the plan. People should be able to tell you if they're going to help you or not and how they're going to do it. Okay. So is that part of your MO? Do you guys do offer a free evaluation that kind of gets... Correct. Okay. Okay. It was funny. I was talking to a company in Vancouver, Washington. Mm -hmm. Not Vancouver mm -hmm. where you are, but Vancouver, yeah. Washington. And they had a, like a loan business, almost like a payday loan business, but not quite there. And... You know, they were just like, so how much, we were on the call with them, and they do well in revenue. They are just like, how much is it going to cost for this proposal, this uh, plan? And we're like, nothing. We'll audit your business for free. We'll tell you if you can help. Wow, that's really cool. And, and as far as, like, people picking agencies and, and deciding between them, do you recommend people getting three quotes, five quotes, or just meeting in person and figuring out what's the best way for someone to get to know an agency or if they're the right fit? It can work. Either way, you can get five quotes, ten quotes. More so I look at the plan. It's not about the quotes. It's about the plan and how fast someone's going to make you grow. I know people who charge five grand, and I know people who charge 50 grand mm -hmm. or 100 grand a month, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Sometimes the people who charge five grand produce better results. Sometimes the people who charge 100 grand a month produce better mm -hmm. results. You have to look at the plan that's presented to you and feel it. look to see if it hits all of your objectives and goals. That's awesome. Now, just switching gears here, as far as like SEO software today, uh, what are some software that you recommend for some businesses, like small to medium businesses to be using today that helps monitor their SEO or track Uber suggests all three. Okay, tell me about that. Tell me about the software. Okay, so do? you can put in a keyword. It'll tell you all the other popular keywords, the traffic, the volume, who's ranking for it, how many backlinks do they have, social shares, all that kind of stuff. 
It also, you can put in a domain name. It'll tell you even your competitor's domain name. It'll tell you their traffic, their backlinks, their top pages, the keywords that are driving traffic to those top pages, the social shares, uh, all the keywords, how much money they're spending on paid advertising. Literally breaks down everything for free. Think of SEMrush and Ahrefs, yeah. but for free. Yeah. But how, how can you do that for free? Because I spend 193 grand a month of my own money. And why? Why is that? It's a fun experiment. Can I crush my competition? That's my experiment. <laughs> and the competition, would it be competition being AREFs and SEMrush? Everyone in the marketing technology space. Can I just release everyone's shit for free and crush them? <laughs> so I, as an agency, we pay a lot of money every month for AREFs, uh, SEO site checkup, SEMrush. You're saying all yeah, that. Yeah, we're releasing you know. all that shit for free. I'm even okay. So right now we have the keyword research, the uh, <laughs> com competitive analysis where you put in a URL yep. and see all that. Within three weeks, I released my backlinking report. So you put in a URL and you can get all the backlinking data on a URL. Right now we give you general backlinking, like how many backlinks, etc. Mm -hmm. But yep. this will be like here's all the anchor texts. You can even filter based off of IP addresses, regions, all that kind of stuff. So think of Ahrefs link feature. Fully free. And then in six weeks, we launch an SEO analyzer. So you can put in a URL that tells you all the on-page errors. Mm -hmm. Then within eight weeks, we re release BuzzSumo for free. So you can put in a keyword to show you all the popular keywords and all the popular blog posts based off of social shares, backlinks, and search traffic. So then you can be like, oh, not just based on social shares. Here's all the blog posts that get good Google traffic. Here's the ones that get good backlinks. Yeah. Like, so, are, you getting hate, are you getting hate mail from the other folks? Oh, well, no. Majority of the people pay for these tools, so they love me. This no, is no, but, no, 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 not from people, but are you getting hate mail from, from like everyone else, like BuzzSumo and Moz and AREFs being like, dude, what are you doing? No, not really. I don't know a ton of those too well, but like it's just entertaining for me. This is my experiment. Some people like buying cars. I like building shit for free. Okay, that's amazing. So would you say today, I'm just using us as an example, we could shut down our, like cancel our AREFs subscription or SEO site checkup and replace it with what you offer? 50% of it today. Okay, Within 50%. a month, 75%. Within two months, two and a half months at the latest, 100%. Like we're even wow. putting projects and dashboards we even have like position tracking, mobile, desktop, daily checking, all that kind of stuff. Wow, man. This is the incredible. things we don't have right now are like white labeled reporting and stuff like that. That's that insane. will take even longer to add, but yeah. that's not on the roadmap right now. No, no. But for agencies who can provide reporting to the, you know, they, the clients know that it's us using a tool, that's fine. So that's yeah, awesome, why not save you money? Do you want to spend $300 a month? No, dude, I've spent a lot more than that on AREFs. I'm so, dude, it's one of our, yeah, it's a big expense every month, man. That's so wild. you're probably spending somewhere like five, ten grand a month on, I mean, five, ten grand a year on these tools. You Boy. say that you're ecstatic, right? Dude, this is huge, man. So are you going to go after like Hootsuite and Sprout Social next? That world, like the social posting? No, because most of those are free already. Okay. Uh, like, it's going to be hard to go after Hootsuite offering a free product when they're already free. They okay. have paid plans, but you get a lot done for free. Yeah, yeah, okay. And what about um, a program like 
Kiss Master X. I'll go after Mailchimp for free though. Do unlimited sends and emails for free. That'll be oh, fun. Though. That that launches within six months. Okay. What about um, going after like Dash this and Kiss Metrics, like a reporting dashboard, like a Gecko board? Nah, the usage isn't that high on those tools. They don't okay. make that much money. Because you, you've been there. You've, you've been in that space. I've been there. I, I'd rather go after really big markets. Yeah. Eventually, like we're, uh, like you we know, as an Larry, agency, we're doing, we're doing eight grand a month on our software. 8,000 a month is what I'm spending for just IT you, stuff. You must have a big agency. So we're spending a lot on stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Like I've noticed every line item is just like like Sprout Social. We've got AREFs. Like, like we've got Dash this. We've got you know our Cision access for PR. So it's like it's not cheap, man, running an agency. Yeah. How many people do you have in your agency? Uh, Fifteen. That's a good amount of people. Yeah. Yeah. But but but, the, but if you can help me with my software costs, that's amazing. Yeah, you can pocket that money. Yeah, at least some of it. I'll start saving you on a lot of it over time. Okay. Like I really am releasing a free Mailchimp. I'm like, why should you have to pay for emails? Yeah. Wow, that's huge, man. So as far as rollouts, where, where's somewhere that people should go to? What website should they go to to keep up on what's coming down the pipe? And where can they subscribe to this and get download the program? Ubersuggest.com. Okay. okay, it's all there. All there. Okay. Neil, you are a, uh, you, that is true disruption, the fact that you're offering it for free and you're wanting to just do it because it's uh, as an experiment. That's pretty cool. And my shit's more usable. Okay. Okay. Have you had anyone do like a, a, a comparison chart yet for you, like doing a little infographic comparing you to the AREFs and MAWs and other ones? No, or but it's not they will because then I'll have all their features. Okay. Okay. And then you'll be, and then, then that's when the stuff will hit the fan, right? Yeah, it'll be like this. Oh, it costs one ninety nine a month. Me free. Oh, this costs a hundred dollars a month. Me free. <laughs> and you come with really cool videos because Rand's not even doing his whiteboard videos anymore. You actually have cool video. That's right, because he's no longer at Moz, right? So I yeah, forgot yeah. what I think. Spark Taro, I think, is his new company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still has the mustache though, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever pull out a whiteboard in one of your videos? No, okay. You're keeping it real. You're keeping it like Neil's brand. Yeah, I'm just uh, not even the. See, the problem with the whiteboard is, it takes a long time to create the whiteboard, and then you got to yeah. film it. I'm all about efficiency. One thing yeah. that I am working on though is doing a weekly live presentation. So instead of speaking oh, at all cool. these conferences, why not do an hour yeah. presentation a week that just teaches a new marketing tactic, wow. or 30 minutes or 20 minutes, however long yeah. it takes, and do that on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Instagram Live, all of them at once. Well, if you ever make it up to Canton, to Vancouver, like Unbounced does a CTA conference every year, it'd be cool to, to see you in the big city and to meet you in person. It'd be really great. Yeah, Unbounced is big now. They probably have like 100 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, their events every, every summer, they do an incredible job with their CTA event. It's a yeah, call to action. It's a, it's a great event. So. Yep. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for your time. This has been, uh, you know, my mind is blown uh, just from you know a personal level, and 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 just I'm so eager and excited to see what you continue to put out there, man. I, I appreciate all the your generosity and your giving to our industry, and and really also I, what I love about it is that our industry is awesome, and the fact that you're kind of taking the veil away from all these people who have been selling snake oil in the SEO world or doing some really kind of mischievous stuff. I love that you are, I don't know, affirming that we are educated, smart professionals that are doing real work. So it just, it means a lot to me professionally and personally. So thank you, Neil. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And thanks for having me.
Yeah, yeah. And, and anyone else who uh, is watching at the moment, uh, this was Neil Patel on the Marketing Jam show. So uh, keep an eye out for the things that Neil continues to put out there. Uh, check out what he's doing uh, at his agency and uh, for the SEO tools that you can get uh, for free, which uh, I'm going to be checking out right after this interview. So thanks again, Neil. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.